Your heart. It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice. Welcome to the WRL Daily Download. I'm Jack Hagel. For four years, North Carolina has had a divided government, a Republican legislature and a Democratic governor willing to veto the GOP's, quote, worse impulses. Those are his words. Now voters have a choice. Stick with the status quo or give Republicans the reins. WRL state government reporter Travis Fain is here to discuss the GOP's prospects on Election Day, the party's policy goals, and what it all means for Democrats. Travis, good to see you again. Yeah, nice to be here. Travis, let's start with some context for the listeners who maybe don't follow North Carolina politics as closely as you do. What are the power dynamics in the state legislative and executive branches right now? So right now, Republicans have a simple majority. So enough to pass whatever they want, but not enough to overturn a veto if Governor Roy Cooper, obviously a Democrat, uh, vetoes what they have. They have to have some Democrats come along with them, and they have not been successful in overturning his vetoes since 2018 when Democrats broke the supermajority. A supermajority is enough uh, enough to do what you want without worrying about whether the governor vetoes it or not. And so basically, um, they pass legislation. Governor says, no, I don't like that. And how many votes do they typically need just to, to turn back that so veto? It's three-fifths in the state constitution. You have to have three-fifths of all members present and voting. And if everybody's present and voting in the House, that's 72 out of 120 members. And in the Senate, it's 30 out of uh, 50 members. They're right there. Republicans are right there. Right now they have 69 in the House and they have 28 in the Senate. So they need, they need five new seats, basically. It's not quite that simple because we redrew lines. Some people retired. So it's not just as simple as add in five, but they need to net five seats. Uh, and uh, Roy Cooper's veto is essentially irrelevant, or let's say much less relevant. So voters could essentially tip the scales on November 8th on Election Day. Right. And I mean, everybody, all 170 seats are up, all the House, all the Senate, everybody's making individual decisions in their district, but it kind of adds up to this one big choice. Do you want the kind of government we've had the last four years, or do you want Republicans to to be in control and, and you're going to get things like more abortion regulations? Those will be st more stringent. You might get some uh, more tax cuts. We've already got tax cuts that are we're on like a glide path. Uh, Republicans passed and the governor signed, I think, four or five years worth of tax cuts. So we're on that glide path. But we might get some more. Uh, with Are there any number of issues where state law could change based on how this election goes? So who has the edge going into November 8th? Uh, definitely Republicans I, I have the edge. There's Basically, there is no way with the dynamics right now with the way the maps look that Democrats could win a majority. I, th I think that's just totally off the table. If, if that happens, I will be shocked uh, beyond anything I've seen in my career, I think. Uh, Republicans are going to have the majority. It's, it's whether or not they can get these few districts here and there in suburban areas where they haven't run as well in recent years. Uh, that will decide the supermajority. And, and we think this is going to be a very strong cycle for Republicans, in part because of who the president of the United States is and the unpopularity of democratic policies at the national level. So what are some of the most competitive races uh, right now in, in, in the legislature, that is? So... It, 
Interestingly enough, there's several in Wake County. Right now, there is only one elected Republican uh, in Wake County, Erin Perret. She's a House, uh, House representative. All these districts we have in Wake County, and that's the only Republican in the State House. But we think Republicans could pick off a few. District 35, that's uh, Terrence Everett is the state representative now. Got a guy named Fred Von Cannon is the Republican running against him. There's also a libertarian in that race named, named Joseph Sirio. That's that's a good chance for Republicans to pick one up. Uh, also over in Alamance County, we got uh, Representative Ricky Hurtado. He is a Democrat in the House. But the way that district looks, it's been very close in previous years if Republicans do better. Uh, Stephen Ross, who is a Republican and a former state representative, he may take Hurtado out. Back in Wake County, there are two really key state Senate races. Sydney Batch, kind of a rising star for the Democrats. Uh, she could get taken out uh, by uh, and I'm, 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 oh, Mark Cavallaro who is a business owner, former Marine, got an impressive resume. Republicans have really tried to recruit to the district. I mean, people maybe have an idea of what a Republican is in their mind, but there's obviously a, a, a spectrum. And Republicans are really looking to pick off just these few suburban seats in Wake County, maybe in Mecklenburg County, down in the Wilmington area. That's why you're seeing so much advertising for state Senate seats specifically is that's where really the battleground is to, to take these supermajorities. So if the Republicans gain a supermajority, what do they hope to accomplish? So what I did was I reached out to leadership for Republicans and Democrats, and I said, look, give me five things, basically five promises, five policies that you will focus on Republicans if you get a supermajority. What do we get? If we give you power, what do we get? And I asked the Democrats the same basic thing, except I flipped it. Like, what are you worried that voters get if a Republican supermajority uh, takes over. Republicans did not play ball. They would not give me that list. Uh, Democrats did, had had a, a laundry list of complaints. So I just kind of, look, I follow this all the time. I can, I can predict with some certainty what they're going to do based on what they've done in the past. Like I said earlier, you'll get more restrictive abortion rules. What that will look like, I don't know. Right, year, right now, we have a general ban, except for when there is a health emergency after 20 weeks in North Carolina. Uh, abortion becomes illegal after 20 weeks. That would probably move up. Uh, I don't know if it would be 15 weeks, which is a GOP-backed bill at the federal level, because, I mean, this is an issue in Congress as well. Uh, I don't know if it would be 12 weeks, which uh, Senate President Pro Tem, that's the top Republican in the North Carolina Senate, Phil Berger, he has expressed some support for 12 weeks, although he has basically said there's a range that makes sense. I don't know where we're going to come down. I don't even know who all our members are going to be because these elections haven't happened yet. Could be a heartbeat bill, which is, you know, in the neighborhood of what, six weeks, uh, depending on, how, on, on who's doing the counting. Uh, the Speaker of the House, Tim Moore, number one Republican in the NC House, he has expressed support for a bill like that. So you get that. Looser gun laws, I would think, would be likely, although I don't know how far they'd go based on recent bills. There haven't been a lot of those bills. Uh, and then, you know, CRT, critical race theory, that the Republicans have pushed to ban that uh, discussion in schools. They have pushed to limit the way teachers can talk about sexuality and gender. These are bills that Governor Roy Cooper has vetoed. I think, and I'm going off memory here, always dangerous, the governor has vetoed something like 70, 75, 78 bills in the last four years, uh, or, or maybe total. And then the last four years, they haven't been able to overturn any of those vetoes. So there's a lot of little things 
that would change. We'll be back after the break with WRL state government reporter Travis Fain. When we come back, we'll go more in depth on some of the other issues, and we'll talk about the prospects of legalized pot and gambling in the state. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to the WRL Daily Download. I'm talking with WRL state government reporter Travis Fain. We're talking about how the dynamics of the North Carolina General Assembly could change with the November 8th election. Travis wrote a comprehensive article about it on WRL.com. Travis, even though the GOP didn't lay out their priorities, um, they've telegraphed their desires on a few other key issues. Tell me about voter rights, for instance. Yeah, that's something the Democratic Party has particularly kind of sounded a warning on, basically saying that Republicans will pass more discriminatory voter suppression style measures. Uh, Your mileage is going to vary on that, but we can look to what Republicans have passed in the past. Uh, They are obviously in support of voter ID. There are three lawsuits blocking a right. I mean, voters in North Carolina added a voter ID requirement to the state constitution. It's not enforced right now because of three lawsuits. So, I mean, voter ID, no doubt about it. Uh, There has been a lot of back and forth on how long we should accept absentee ballots. Uh, There was a bill that uh, Republicans backed recently that basically would have said, if you're not in the military, your absentee ballot has to be in by election day or it doesn't count. That's something that uh, the governor has uh, vetoed. So I I would expect something like that. Will they go further than that? They being Republicans there? I don't know. I mean, I, I... I certainly understand why people are concerned about it. Why is that? Well, I mean, there's a lot of election denialism in the Republican Party, right? I mean, you've got the leader of the Republican Party nationally, Donald Trump, who will not stop talking about how an election two years ago was rigged, and he has no evidence of that. So it, it, there is a push in in a number of states for Republicans to take more power, uh, potentially so that they can push their candidates through when they when, when they lose and they cry fraud. How strong that push is here, I don't think it's the same here as in other states. I mean, I would remind people, uh, Republicans backed 17 days of early voting. Uh, yes, they have backed voter ID, but there is a wide range of IDs uh, that are are accepted or would be accepted if that requirement. I want to be real clear. You don't have to show ID at the polls. There are three lawsuits blocking that right now. Right now, we do not have voter ID, but we do have the law. And it's it's fairly loose. I know Democrats will disagree with that, so feel free to consult a local Democrat uh, for that analysis if you, if you like it. But we we, we kind of have to wait and see on some of this stuff. But if you look at the bills that Republicans have done in the past on this, a lot of them have had bipartisan support. 
You know, one thing that you noted in your article is that Democrats are, um, are really concerned about some social um, yeah. legislation, so socially conservative legislation that might come through. Uh, you mentioned previously um, uh, the what, what we know is the Parents' Bill of Rights. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? And then also, uh, if you could put it in the context of some older legislation that they're kind of using as a, almost like a case study of, of how this might hurt the state. And this is this is the Democrats' view, yeah. of course. And I think you'll see, if Republicans get a supermajority, these are things you'll see. And these are things that will get the headlines because they are, are obviously hot button issues. Uh, Republicans... Uh, passed a bill, I believe it was last year, I'm, I'll be honest with you, the years run together, uh, banning discussion of critical race theory. It, it, it's all these concepts about how formative racism has been in, in U.S. history. Uh, and Republicans, a lot of them see that as, well, that's running, running America down. It's, it's just focusing on the wrong things. Uh, and Democrats say, no, I mean, it's, it's basically recognizing that slavery was a thing, that Jim Crow was a thing, that racism continues to impact our lives. So that that's something that the governor's veto that I promise you will come back uh, if Republicans get a supermajority is limiting the way teachers uh, in the classroom can talk about that. Also in the classroom, there was a bill that passed the state Senate, but not the House. And the only reason it didn't pass the House, according to the Speaker of the House, was they knew Governor v Cooper was going to veto it. So they said, we're not going to bother Speaker of the House, Tim Moore, specifically said, this is the kind of thing we could come back to. Um, and so there are a number of social issues they would come back to with a supermajority. This particular bill did two main things. One, it said you can't have any mention in the curriculum, kindergarten through third grade, of sexuality, gender. Uh, a lot of people call this a don't say gay bill. But again, it's limited to kindergarten through third grade. Actually, polls pretty well. Uh, we polled that and a number of other things here at WRL. The other part of this bill, and arguably the more controversial part was, it said regardless of grades, so all the way through high school, if a teacher or educator, if a student confides in them like, hey, I think I might be gay, or hey, I think my gender identity is different. You know, I, 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 kids who were kind of struggling through this issue and maybe not ready to tell their parents, the bill would have required the teacher to tell the parents. And... Senator Phil Berger, again, the top Republican in the Senate, he, he and others said, look, we're not going to keep these secrets from parents. Parents deserve to know. And then what advocates on the other side will say is, well, not everybody has a loving parent who's going to react well when a teacher says, hey, your son or daughter is questioning their sexuality. I am required by law to inform you of such. What happens to that kid when they go home, I think, is the, is the question there. So that, that, that is a piece of legislation, the Parents' Bill of Rights. You can Google that. A lot of coverage will come up uh, that uh, we know will come back. And Democrats are worried about that uh, in large part because, it, at least they say, it could hurt the state's reputation, even the economy. Can you, and, and, and they point to- Right, an, House an Bill old, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So y'all remember years ago, the transgender bathroom bill, or just the bathroom bill, the, the bill that- arguably got Pat McCrory defeated uh, when he was running for re-election. Uh, this is the bill that laid out like, all right, you have to, at a public bathroom, use the bathroom of the gender uh, you were assigned at birth, what it says on your birth certificate, your biological gender, however people want to talk about it. It, it, it was the bathroom bill, House Bill too. It caused just this national, international backlash with boycotts and like people said, oh, we're not doing our concerts here anymore. It, North Carolina was really in the headlines for a bill that was a Republican attempt to answer something that the city of Charlotte had done. I'm not going to relitigate all that, though. The bottom line is it was a black eye for the state. The bill was repealed, I think, something like 53 weeks later. 
And th- this is what Roy Cooper is talking about when he says, I need to be able to veto uh, the Republican Party's worst impulses. That I think he would he would call one of their worst impulses. And it certainly had fallout. And so the, the question, forget parties for a second or forget these two parties, which one is trying. Do you want one party to have control and get pulled to its more extreme positions, uh, the right or the left? Or do you want more divided government? Do you want them to have to work together, at least on some things? North Carolina's had a real run of economic successes. We're the number one state in the country, according to CNBC right now, to do business in. Republicans will say, yes, because we cut a bunch of taxes. Democrats will say, well, you know, we helped a little bit, too, by, by, by keeping you from shooting us in the foot. Uh, so the question is, do you buy that? Do you want that? Or do you want, you know, do you, do you feel like Republican policies will be better for the state? You also wrote about a few issues with bipartisan support that could see momentum with more Republicans in the state house. There's Medicaid, uh, medical marijuana, sports gambling. Potentially, yeah. These are issues that we kind of saw get close to the finish line this year, but there's more work to do. So medical marijuana, uh, that's one that passed the Senate, not the House. Sports gambling, again, passed the Senate. Legalizing online sports gambling, gambling passed the Senate, not the House. Medicaid expansion, which would give taxpayer-paid health insurance to hundreds of thousands of the states working poor, essentially, passed both the House and the Senate, but in wildly different forms. That's actually a House-Senate. That's their buttonheads there. The governor is like, look, just send me a bill. I'll sign it. And they, it's the House and Senate buttonheads. There is a theory that all these issues, which kind of require a bit more moderate Republican to sign off on them, could do better if Republicans get the supermajority, but only because that would mean suburban Republicans got elected. Does that make sense? So you've got more Republicans getting elected from suburban Wake County. Uh, they're less likely to be as conservative as a more rural Republican, because right now, I mean, the, the Republican Party has more support in the rural areas of the state. So that's a theory. I, yeah, but I mean, Democrats are going to vote for certainly uh, Medicaid expansion and medical marijuana. It was the sports gambling that went down in part because a number of Democrats balked at it in the House, a number of Republicans too. So I don't know that Either of those issues move much further ahead with a Republican supermajority, but it's more about the type of Republican that has to be successful in order to get the supermajority and that type of Republican being more likely uh, than uh, its value of a replacement Republican for you baseball fans out there. Well, I know you'll keep us up to speed as the election nears. Thanks, Travis. Thanks for having me. That's WRL state government reporter Travis Fain. If you want to read his in-depth breakdown, visit the NC Capital section of WREL.com. Thanks for listening to the WREL Daily Download and for making us part of your morning routine. Another great way to get WREL news is the Morning Briefing Newsletter. It's a daily email that's waiting for you in your inbox every morning with triangle news, events, and headlines to get you ready for the day. Sign up at WREL.com newsletter. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.